The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. Welcome to episode 61 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, the podcast that lives at the intersection of news, current events, politics, race, and culture. And the intersection is located right next to the liquor store. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Milton Bishop Jr. Joined as always by my podcast partners, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, we taping this episode on a Sunday. Haven't heard or haven't uh, taped on a Sunday in a really, really long time. How was your week? Ooh, your girl been busy, just like last time. Uh, so busy, busy, and more busy. It's a lot of shit going on, but it's been it's been all right. What about that. you? I hear that. I'm good. You know, just uh, celebrating going one and zero for about eighteen thousand consecutive days. So I'm I'm feeling good. I got no complaints. Everything is great. Great. I appreciate you checking in on me, sis. My main man. Thank you, sis. My main man, my brother, Adris Elbow. Okay, let me give the people the rundown before we get into the podcast today. You, September, your seven-year-old just celebrated a birthday. You got a brand new house. You just celebrated your 20th wedding anniversary. Pew, 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 And you started a new job in the arts in Baltimore, man. You that, That's like, um, you know, a, a year's worth of shit in like two weeks, man. Congratulations. Thank you. What's up, Nook? What's up, T-Petty? I appreciate that. This your boy Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And Nook, you right. You know, when you list all those things, I've been uh, frustrated this week. And I couldn't tell if it was because I ran out of... Um, coffee flavored liqueur in my coffee this morning <laughs> or what was it but it might be all those things converging they're great but it's a lot that's a lot of shit that's a, a lot, lot bro that's a lot congratulations and listen man um let's let the uh listeners in on something boy i saw you for the first time since like last october man you swung by man the last time i saw you we was at the old spot now you at your new spot this the first time that you came over to our new spot, man. Good to see you, bro. Bro, it was so good to see you, like, in person, you know, doing well. And uh, T-Petty, I can't wait to see you again in person either. You know, it is, it's hard, and you got to try to find those windows of time to connect with the people you love before this Rona thing hit again and shut everything down. You know what? You're right. The most important thing about what you said is that I'm one of the people you love. So, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. And oh, yeah. So some, some days when you, ain't, when you ain't on one, T-Petty. You don't always like me, but you always love me. Let's be clear. You know, I was just thinking about that. Since the last time we all saw each other in person, we're all in new places. We're all, all in new places. We progress. Yeah, T-Petty ain't seen your new place yet You either. have not. Y'all need to come by. But I understand that y'all got some boy shenanigans planned for next week, but we can talk about that later. That's right. We're going to talk about that off, <laughs> off camera, off uh, microphone, you know, make sure the microphone is dead. I'm going to give away none of our plans of what we're going to be doing. All right, listen, y'all. 
uh, let's get into it. We're just going to run down some items and um, we're going to, uh, you know, start off with this bullshit Janu- justice for January 6th rally oh, or unrally that happened in the nation's capital. Uh, finally, the police the, and the alphabet boys and girls got their shit together about eight months too late. They were saying that the police uh, and the show of force was more than the uh, protesters that came, quote unquote, protesters that came for this justice for January 6th uh, protest. T. Petty, um, would you see any sights or sounds around your neighborhood or would you catch on the news for the justice for J6 rally? And I say that in sarcastic as fuck. As you should, because (laughs) fuck them. So didn't see anything in my neighborhood. Y'all know I don't live that far from the Capitol, a mile. Um, didn't see anything. But, you know, I was out and about taking care of some things ahead of uh, traveling. And I was uh, near North Cap. Now, you know, North Cap. Y'all know what North Cap is like. Yes. Holds it's this whole special place in my heart. I love yeah, it. Over yeah, I got some stuff going on there on any given day. So, you know how when you like are driving on North Cap and they have those um, those bridges going over. Somebody hung up a sign. It was like like uh, racist, fascist, fuck around and find out. And I was like, yes, this is the energy <laughs> that I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand it was maybe 300 of them, but there were counter protesters some of whom I follow on Instagram. So uh, I didn't even realize they would be here. So they were out there, you know, arguing with those idiots, which I don't even see the point. Like, for real, fuck them. But I mean, it ended up being uh, less than a splash in the pond. Like, stuff was going on. It was a Howard Hampton game at Audi Field. It was a Nats game. Like, life continued as usual. So... There you go. There you go. Yeah. Much ado about nothing. I think it was like a four rest and, um, you know, no uh, big deal. Again, uh, the show of force was about eight months too late, but we just going to go ahead and put that in the history books. Drees, justice for J6. Uh, that sounds like a damn boy band, but um, what did you um, <laughs> see, observe, uh, hear anything about uh, this fake ass uh, rally? You know, I was listening and kind of seeing what was going to happen and just paying attention, you know, because we close to it. So you always want to be aware. But the thing that hit me about it was not the number of people that showed up because it was, you know, probably less than 300. Right. But it's this narrative about J6 and what happened. Right. When we talk about it, we talk about the insurrection, uh, you know, of one six. Right. Um, But they're talking about it as justice for J6. Right. Meaning that what they did was absolutely correct and and what they should have done. Right. And now that folks are getting arrested, then they said they need justice for those folks. Right. So they're making a moment in time that actually advances their cause or I want to say advances their cause, but gives them a reason to fight harder for what they believe in. That's the scary part about about J6, because uh, this conversation is happening on the Internet. So it's not going away. So only 300 people showed up. But you better believe there's probably like thousands of folks who are talking and have that same mindset. So that's the scary part about it. Absolutely. So, yeah. So to that point, yeah, I remember last week we talked about. Did we talk about this? I feel like we talked about this, that um, these 
cycle. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about it. I talked about it with somebody else. All right. So this is the deal. Um, Steve Bannon, a.k.a. Batilda Bagshot, because that's what he looks like. He um, put out this call like we need to take this country back voting precinct by voting precinct. So all these fucking psychos who have willed themselves to believe that something untoward happened with the election last year are getting appointed to these like precinct captain positions all throughout the country. Those positions are very influential and powerful when it comes to how local elections are run. Sometimes they even vote on who is on the board of elections. Democrats per usual are not keeping their eye on the fucking ball. And this is happening throughout the country. So something needs to happen to counteract counteract all this bullshit. Because as we know, Republicans have been very, very good at um, building like a ground game. This is how they have taken over all these school boards, um, county commissions, judgeships, like local elected offices, um, state legislatures, governorships despite the wins at the national level for Democrats, but all politics is local. So the Democrats ground game is trash most of the time, which is how all these voter suppression and all this other shit is happening because they don't keep their eye on the ball. That's what needs to, like people need to be paying really, really close attention to this because the midterms in 2022 are gonna be a fucking mess if these nutballs are running these elections. Yeah, I can totally dig that. T. Petty, uh, to piggyback on that, I just had a practical sort of uh, thing from this bullshit justice for J6 rally. All the money it cost for all the fencing that they had to put up, all the, you know, uh, folks that they had to come at, all the police agencies, right? So uh, life is about three basic needs, food, clothing, and shelter, right? You don't think that there's school kids that go without school lunches that could have benefited from that money? That's one. Clothing. Um, in terms of, you know, helping out uh, people that are less fortunate, that money could have went for that as well. Shelter is a big homeless population uh, uh, issue uh, in Washington, D.C., and that money could have went to build, you know, like um, shipping container homes, solar shipping container homes for uh, homeless people here in Washington, D.C. So um, just a uh, a waste of uh, funds, uh, I thought, uh, for, you know, again, you have to go ahead and show that force after what happened on January 6th. But again, a little bit too le- uh, too little too late and uh, could have been uh, 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 a show or use of that money uh, to help, uh, you know, others. Again, uh, war, threats of war, these protests, other bullshit. It's always the common man that loses out. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, they'll go ahead and, and squash and deny hopefully these uh, permits for these types of rallies in the future. They didn't have a, they didn't have a permit. No. Okay. They, okay. They didn't have a, I did not mm-hmm. know that. Okay. No, nope, okay. they didn't have a permit. And to okay. your point about money being spent on bullshit, that California recall that just happened last week cost $276 million. That's how, you know, the GOP don't give a fuck about wasting money. But T. Petty, it's, it's, they it's don't care waste, about it's Petty. It's not actually wasted money, right? Not to because them. You, you said they actually have a good ground game, and this is this is really true when you think about how they think about um, J six, right? The Republicans, like you know, uh, any other party, like Democratic Party, is like, oh my God, they'll be hiding their heads under the sand, so ashamed and whatnot. 
But the GOP is just embracing it, right? Because they have you know, no it ties into their strategy, right? They use it as momentum to get what they want to, right? So absolutely. just like you said, Steve Bannon is, is working those local local positions. Yep, absolutely. They think that, uh, well, they don't really think it, but the, the line is that um, everybody is locked up for what they did on January 6th, which is not enough people. They're political prisoners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, T. Petty, you talked about uh, money and you talked about Congress. Look, Drees, me, you and T. Petty, July, we went to work. August, we went to work. September, we went to work. Congress is just now getting back to work since July. They went on a long vacation. Must be nice. Uh, for, first, yeah, exactly. First order of business, $3.5 trillion budget plan, man. How do you think this is going to go down? Thumbs up? thumbs down a portion of it or you know what do you think is going to happen once they come back and decide on this this historic budget that they're trying to pass okay one you know the budget i think is, is going to pass right because the country has just been struggling and so they're, they're not going to risk just running that into the ground like nobody wants to, to do that especially with midterms kind of coming up it's just you, you know you don't want a fiasco on e- with either party side so they'll come to some type of agreement on a budget but um, it, it is about what they're going to agree to fund. And, and I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be how much ground the Democrats want to give up. Exactly. That's per it. usual, because they don't know how to fucking fight. They don't know how to fight. And that motherfucking Joe Manchin with his dumb ass and Kristen Cinema are fucking them before they even get started good. One thing Mitch McConnell was good at was getting his people in line. Yep. And the saying is that Democrats fall in love and Republicans fall in line. And it's true. There <laughs> is no unity. Joe Manchin is actually a fucking Republican. He's useless. And he's already said that he's not going to vote for this bill. So the Democrats, as usual, are going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and find some way to fuck this up. Yeah. Joe, Joe Manchin meeting with, uh, with what's called it? <laughs> Meeting with uh, uh, Mitch McConnell right now. Of course he is, because oh. Joe Manchin is a piece of shit. Joe Manson, congressperson from West Virginia. T. Petty, I didn't have a chance to verify this, but is this true that in Joe Manchin's district that he is actually having GOP-led fundraisers, even though he's elected as a Democrat? I don't know that that's true, but I okay. wouldn't be surprised if it is because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Uh, Dree, something else that I saw was a little bit uh, sobering over the weekend. 600,000, 600,000 tiny white flags were planted, I believe, on the mall. In 670. Washington. 670? Yeah. 670,000 tiny white flags were planted on the mall in Washington, D.C., representing one flag represents one life lost of an American due to the coronavirus, bro. Man, that was sad as hell, bro. White flags generally represent giving up. Um, in this case, it just represents um, one uh, death uh, of an American with the coronavirus, bro, with 670,000 white flags planted, bro. I'm, I'm going to put that in perspective for you. 670,000 people, that is the population of Baltimore. 670,000 people. So imagine that everybody wow. in Baltimore would just disappear off the face of the earth. That's what that's what the pandemic did just in the U.S., just in the U.S., an entire city gone, right? Because we couldn't get it together when it came to 
um, to letting folks know what this was, taking the proper precautions to prevent the deaths. And so, you know, it's, it's a shame when you think about those 670,000 lives, but then think about the lives that they touch, right? So they, they each touch one other person, right? Like that's well over a million people that are affected. If they had, you know, two, you know, two or three folks or four folks, and a lot of times it's a lot more. So all those lives were affected by those deaths. So this is something we're going to be feeling for a while. T. Petty, the uh, COVID victims, uh, American COVID victims memorial, uh, what'd you see and, and what were your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, America's good at performative shit, so putting out these 670,000 flags, it's not going to make a difference. The die has been cast, period. So, um, tragic, yes. Didn't have to be this way, yes. And it's going to continue. You see how these people are acting about mask mandates, about the vaccine mandate that uh, Biden just finally proposed a couple weeks ago. They're going to continue to act a goddamn fool. And so all these needless deaths are going to continue to occur. 670,000 people in a year and a half. That is crazy. And they're sacrificing their own children. They don't give a fuck about anybody at all. Like, if you don't care if your own kids die, you don't give a fuck about nothing. So everybody just needs to... (laughs) Y'all need to take all precautions because we're surrounded by idiots. Yeah, yeah. The phrase America eats its young has never been more relevant than than what it is uh, right now. All right, another coronavirus story, but it's a little bit more lighthearted. It's got a lot of pieces, so I need y'all to pay attention and listen up. Okay, here we go. Rapper, actress, singer, Nicki Minaj tweeted (sighs) that her cousin received the coronavirus vaccine. Uh, or a friend of a cousin received the coronavirus vaccine, after which said person commenced to have swollen testicles. She tweeted this out. (laughs) She was telling people not to take the coronavirus. Okay. So then social media erupted, Black Twitter. They were saying, no, swollen testicle, clesticles, sorry, is... um, essentially a sign of a STI, sexual, sexually transmitted infection or sexually transmitted disease, That's like right. gonorrhea or the chlamydia. It gets better. Then people in Atlanta that was fans of Nicki Minaj went to the headquarters of the CDC and protested. <laughs> Did that happen? Virus Wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't know that happened. I'm not Wait even a minute. Yes, they went, they took time out of their busy schedules, went down in Atlanta to the CDC headquarters and said that the coronavirus vaccine causes the swollen testicles, to which the CDC, FDA, and Dr. Fauci had to come out and post saying that the swollen testicles is not, I repeat, not a uh, symptom of receiving oh, the coronavirus. All right, I'm, I'm laughing to keep from crying. Why am my boy, Dr. Fauci, got to be dragged into this bullshit? He got <laughs> hey, other more important CDC. How you say it? 
Testicles. Why is he talking about swollen testicles? All the stuff. Would y'all stop saying testicles? <laughs> and so, um, it's like Hercules, Hercules. The CDC <laughs> and the FDA invited Nicki Minaj um, down to the CDC headquarters to explain to her, or offered experts on her to tell you know her, you know, explain to her more about the vaccine. But it was some real anti-vaccine um, propaganda that came out uh, ver- uh, uh, as a result of uh, Nicki Minaj's tweet. Drees, the vaccine does not give you swollen testicles. <laughs> oh man, like I, you know, I was laughing because uh, I had to laugh to keep from crying because this is this is everything that's wrong with like information that's rolled out about the vaccine and coronavirus, right? Like it comes from these stories that are just kind of not founded in anything. And then people take it and they run with it and then they act on it. So this is like, this is the equivalent to like somebody saying um, deworming medication um, in animals cures COVID. And then people run out and they take that medicine. So this is like someone you know tweeted out that this is a symptom of the vaccine, and now people are protesting at the CDC because of it. So this is this is a, a perfect example of like how we got this wrong, and how six hundred thousand people are dead because of it. Mm, mm, mm. T. Petty, swollen testicles, and the the Corona vaccine do not go together. Listen, you and your swollen testicles don't have shit to do with the vaccine. But what this does speak to is the power of social media. Yes. So a rap star who, as far as I know, has no scientific background, Mm. posted one tweet, 140 characters or 280 or whatever the fucking limit is. And now it's being discussed here from the White House press briefings, the CDC, Dr. Fauci. Are you fucking kidding me? Girl, you don't go and make wait, a wait, fucking wait, album. Wait, 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 they said please. They did not <laughs> say. On the podium? They did on not the White say. House? Ain't nobody saying testicles, but y'all fools. <laughs> I like to say testicles because it sounds like a Godzilla monster, like Godzilla versus testicles. <laughs> I, listen. It's, to me, it's ridiculous. Mm. She should probably spend some time worrying about that pedophile husband she got mm, well. instead of handing out fucked up advice about the vaccine, which eventually she did say that she hasn't gotten vaccinated yet. She hasn't been traveling, but she is going to start going on tour and stuff like that. And she's going to get the vaccine. Well, you should have led with that, girl. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. But <laughs> you know what? No, can you pay Ain't nobody going to talk about the cousin. Like, one... How 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 she know he has swollen testicles? Because like so, that's it, not a conversation it was her I cousin. have with my cousins. Like it was her know. cousin's friend, not her cousin. Yeah, oh, and I think the cousin's, cousin's friend. Oh yeah. come on now. So I think the cousin's friend was about to get married, and before they got married, they got the uh, the vaccine, um, and then you know came down with uh, what they had described. But what that, that sounds social- like a really bad bachelor party. But that's, that's, exact, like that's exactly what social media says. Like he had one last fling at the bachelor party before he got married. I and mean, this is how he came I up with feel the like yeah, you can get the clap or chlamydia. You don't get swollen 
balls immediately. That's some shit that's been in there for a minute. And he's mm. probably been infecting the fuck out of his fiance who didn't know what the hell was going on. A girl, mm-hmm. you do got a dirty dick. Mm. Or he's just uh, been uh, riding his Peloton bicycle wrongly and he needs to, um, you know, change his style. Up, I don't so. feel like you have to drag Peloton into this at all. I'm sorry. And it had nothing to do with this. And we're just going to move on. We're going to remove that. You know, uh, maybe, it was, maybe it was just a maybe it was a bad case of like, you know, that game telephone where you, you tell somebody something by the time you get to the end, it's totally something yeah. different. Could so be. Like, you know, it was probably like, you know, he got swollen, swollen, um, uh, a swollen, swollen shoulder from the shot, or something like that. His, his, his shoulder is sore from the shot, Could and then by the time it passed down, it was swollen testicles. Well, by the time it, at this point, it doesn't matter because Nicki Minaj said it, and her whatever the they call whatever her fans call themselves, I honestly don't know, yeah. have taken it and run with it, and here we are. Mm-hmm. This country mm-hmm. is trash. Unbelievable. T. Petty from the world of entertainment, our boy, LeVar Burton, he has Mm. taken the high road. Okay, so he was up to be host of Jeopardy. They decided on Mike Richards and Blossom, a.k.a. Mayim Bialik. Okay, then Mike Richards had the racist, sexist, offensive tweets. He was bounced out. Then Blossom was named the um, permanent co-host and then they're going to add Ken Jennings, who was like the all-time Jeopardy champion, to be the second co-host. They asked LeVar Burton what he thought about the whole Jeopardy hosting. He said he's over it. He said that, um, essentially, um, paraphrasing him, they had an open competition. I tried out. I didn't make it. I'm moving on. I don't want to be the host of Jeopardy. T. Mm-hmm. Petty, LeVar Burton takes the high road on Jeopardy. So... I saw something about this. Um, I mean, LeVar is classy as fuck, as we know. But did y'all see a journalist? Like somebody said something like um, they should just go ahead and offer it to him. Or if they offered it to him at this point, he wouldn't take it. And some journalist was like, who are you fucking kidding? Yes, he would. And LeVar Burden responded to that like, "Uh, actually, no, he wouldn't. Thanks. (laughs) so he's like listen i haven't spoken on this keep my name out your mouth when i decide to speak on it which will probably be in my memoirs that's when you will know but as a journalist you shouldn't be making fucked up assumption it's basically what he said like leave that man alone he is on he's 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 he wanted it he was open about wanting it this whole bullshit happened now he's like no thanks and and he's moved on so quit putting his name and shit <laughs> he's classy, like um, even in just his regular everyday tweets. Um, please, thanks, hello, happy Saturday, happy whatever day of the week it is. The whole nine yards, classy, classy guy. Now, Drees, he did better than me or you. Now, uh, Michelle Obama is famous for the phrase, when they go low, we go high. My personal motto for people that fuck with me is, when they go low, we going to hell <laughs> beneath the earth's crust. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> LeVar Burton says, thanks, but no thanks on Jeopardy. Yeah, I think this is a smart move because when you think about this, right, you know, there was no upside for him for taking that position, right? Mm-mm. Because everybody loved him. Everybody wanted to do it. And then it got messy, right? Jeopardy yeah. got extra messy. And you best believe they ain't cleaned that mess up. 
they still in the middle of a mess. So mm-hmm. if he took the job and went there, he would be going into a bunch of mess. And who wants to do a bunch of mess, right? And even if he went into it, you're going to have some people just hating against him, right? Because he was the right pick from the start, but it was messing around and people would be saying stuff. So LeVar Burton is excellent. He can do anything he wants. Why he getting involved in this mess? So I'm glad he, he stepped out. Um, that was the right decision because it, it was no upside for him. And he can go do something else where he got to be aggravated by that. Classy, classy dude. Hats off to uh, LeVar Burton. And look, I done already told y'all what's going happen, right? They trying, you know, um, with like uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones and uh, other folks and prominent African-Americans where they get, you know, like shunned on a job. And then you hear three, four, six weeks later that they got a job that's going to pay double that with half the bullshit. And they'll take that eight days a week. So it's going right. to come around and he's going to have his own production company or something big is going to happen with him. And he already working um, to do whatever he is on his next project and that Jeopardy money and all that. So he'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You know, what um, I wonder about I wonder about the process for like when they um, with Price is Right, when Bob Bar- Barker left and then you had uh, what's the dude name? Well, the d- the Wayne Brady did it. Dude. Yeah, that's Drew, right. Drew Carey did yeah, it. Drew Carey, yeah. Drew Carey, yeah. Yeah, yes. and so Drew Carey now, I guess, is the permanent host of it, I think. But I, you know, I just wonder about the process that they went through as well, because this is a this is a hot mess for Jeffrey. We just need to get our own goddamn game shows and just make sure they stay off BET. We need to just get a black game show network. I'll be a host on the show. With like, you know, what's for dinner? That, that'll be the damn. <laughs> you got five dollars and you got to feed a family of four. Can you put this together to make a meal for the family? That's my show right there. Ha. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Five dollars. I mean, black people win that every trip of the train. Exactly. You get <laughs> every day. When you hey, get don't that, they have that one show um called Black Card or something like that, where you black card revoke. I thought it was they turned that into a TV show. It was a, it was a game, you know, black card what? revoke, a card game. But then I think they turned it into a show, actual show. I'm gonna have to check that out. See you know. You know what they also need to have is like the World Series of Spades. You know, they have these poker oh tournaments my God. and stuff. Ooh, <laughs> they need to have it mic'd up, boy. I'm telling you, if they, they put would have that to beep all that out, they will have the, the, the Boston on your motherfucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> you cheating, you cheating, you cheating, Joe. You renege, nigga. <laughs> they need to have it uncensored. Like I guarantee it. Boy, what kind that of that ass? Oh my god, now that would be highly yeah. entertaining. It'd be high ratings. Who, who would the sponsors be of a show like that? All right, wait, we need to do that. We need to host the digital gumbo space tournament <laughs> and televise that. Oh my god, now you know people would be friends after that was over. Wow, Ooh, actually, that, that would be good, T Petty, because then and then you can have like we can do the commentary in behind with what people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, what could they be thinking? Now, if everybody looks, we notice that Chandra <laughs> played a spade and she had some old diamonds still left. <laughs> yes, will anyone else about notice? To be <laughs> like, like old T. Petty, that could break up their friendship uh, to hell what? with this damn spades tournament. Let's well, see what you happens. Know, that's, now, you know I have a sperm rule. I will be part spades partners with a friend. I will never ever be space partner with a dude that I'm dating ever. Uh-oh. It's bad policy. 
Y'all, relationship advice from your girl, don't do it. Because y'all know when the space shit go wrong, y'all going to be arguing about that shit instead of getting it in. When you go yeah, home. Your, your, your space partner is even tighter than any relationship you got. Yeah, you got to. Y'all got to be right. simpatico. You do. You do. If we calling these numbers. We calling the number right. of books we're going to get. You got to be right. on You can't be sandbagging. You can't be overly confident. If you got king, queen, jack, ten, nine, all in the same suit, you not getting all them books. Why did you bid that? Yep. <laughs> we also need to have you got, the, you got to know about what your partner bid how that right. affects the whole rest of the yep. game too what have you a, got in your hand you got to have a level of trust if I say I got four books I got four books don't question me we also need to have like a mentorship cuss out division bracket where like you team a veteran <laughs> yeah. stage player nah, see, with like a brand newbie and oh, see what happens no. with that. Yeah, I want to watch want, that. Who wants to do space tutorials at our big age? I that want needs to. to be something that the young people need to do together. They need mm-hmm. to learn together. Because y'all know pairing up a vet with a rookie, somebody about to fight or get cussed so, out. You got to to get into the tournament. You got to play at least one bracket with a newbie and see how it turns oh, out. You can cut that. some out, mm. but that's your mm-hmm. entry into because Hell you know no. we need to have this footage and video to. Can know, I just pay an entry a, a fee series. and skip that step? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for extra. Gotcha. Uh, did either of you see the MTV Awards? Uh, what'd you see? What'd you think? What'd you hear afterwards? Um, I'm. Gonna let y'all know, I don't even know half the people that was on the after coverage of the MTV Awards. But you guys see anything or hear anything about MTV Awards? They still got MTV? MTV still exists? They do. But instead of playing videos, all they do is play reality shows all day. So I watched three acts. Normandy. Um, Chloe and Busta Rhymes. I know Busta Rhymes. I have no idea who those other two people are. I think I'll if you, you know. saw them, you probably would. How and ever. You know, I was flipping back and forth to see who I wanted to see. All the, most of those other people, I said, you know what? I am not the demographic that this show is for. Let me go back to watching Murder, She Wrote. Because that's my speed and lead the, the VMAs <laughs> to these chillings. Because I don't know nothing about none of this other shit. <laughs> Wait, some... Freddy, what, what did Buster Rhymes perform? Do you remember? Oh, he did like a whole, like a bunch of like hits together. It oh, was that so was good. Tight then. I would have watched it. Was it was so that. good. Okay, that's what's up. I mean, he did the he did the medley. Yeah, I have no he idea did. who these people are. I'm yeah. I'm outside of the, the demographics for, for MTV as well, T Petty. Yeah. Um, the night after that, Drees was the uh, Met Gala. So a lot of shit went on. Your boy Lil Nas X showed up with a baby bump. Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, also, he had he a pregnant. baby. He pregnant? He, well, he had a baby. The Met Gala was on Monday. He had a baby on Tuesday. His album Montero dropped. So I guess. Oh, that's... that was his baby. That was it. Oh, that yeah. was it. Okay, it was yeah. metaphorical. Yes. <laughs> also, Drees, um, and T Petty helped me with this because I always mess up her name Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm going to learn that one day. Um, right. She had a tax the rich dress. 
And um, she got some backlash on that. Plus, it was a lot of other, you know, colorful outfits and whatnot. So, Drees, Met Gala, what'd you see? What'd you hear? You know, okay, I, I I don't follow the Met Gala like that. I hear about it because it's like pop news and it's everywhere. So, you know, I, I didn't see Lil Nas X with his bump. Um, I didn't see, um, um, what's call it? Was it Kim Kardashian? Somebody said she had a, a faceless something or her face was covered up. Yeah, I she, didn't looked see like a, she looked like a Dementor from Azkaban. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I guess Met, the Met Gala is like the event to go to when you're trying to show out for like just some concept fashion in a sense. And it's kind of known for that. And so, you know, I, I think folks do it um, for fun, but also they can make statements like you just said, tax the rich um, as well. Or like, you know, your album was your baby and you just you've been carrying it and now you're going to drop it after the Met Gala. So that was pretty slick. So I, I, I guess this is uh, all, you know, in good fun, but it is like a very exclusive event, too. So as you kind of think about that, only, you know, those folks who are who are in um, you know, that circle get to attend it and be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, T. Petty, uh, AOC's dress and other folks were there. Uh, Steph Curry, Aisha Curry, uh, Russell Westbrook had some stars cut into his head and had on a very interesting uh, outfit. So your take uh, takeaways from the, the Met Gala? I mean, the Met Gala is what it always is. It's like, you know, it's an event for the elite, the ultra rich. Um, politicians get invited every year. AOC was not the only one. Uh, Carolyn Maroney from New York was also there. Um, so about her dress, tax to rich, like performative in some ways, but so the fuck what? She got invited to this event full of rich people and had a dress on that said tax to rich. What is the fucking problem? People act like she just became an all out uh, 100% capitalist. Like she's not. She was in a room and she wanted to start a conversation and she did. End of story. Gotcha. So gotcha. I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, oh, but you know, so the theme of the Met Gala this year was American independence. I don't really give a shit about the theme. Hey, that was the theme? That was a, it's a theme every year. So that was the theme. Oh. So, but did y'all see Iman? Fabulous with the goal she and she won everything. She looked like the sun. That's she that's is just wow. flawed. Wait, what is you wearing, T Pen? I didn't we'll see send it. you a picture, Grease. It was perfection from head to toe. She she definitely won for me, period. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. Just like that year Billy Porter went and he had that uh he was like all gold and they brought him in like an Egyptian pharaoh. Yes. Like, I mean, just serving the people. Iman, flawless. So that was the takeaway for me. I was just there to look at what people had on and to laugh at them if they look fucking crazy and applaud them if they look good. <laughs> That's literally it. It's entertainment. If you don't like it, don't watch it. There it is. There it is. Dries, I sent you a picture of uh, what Iman had on. Uh, 100 out of 100, 5 out of 5 would definitely recommend that. It, you know what's going to happen now? When the wedding season comes up for next year, starting in June, 
You're going to see people trying to come down and get through the church door with that outfit on. And it may or may not work depending on the width of the doors of the church. But uh, it was absolutely a fabulous outfit. Okay. I I, I just got the picture. My phone just dinged. It popped up. And yeah, she looked like she looked like a beautiful peacock. <laughs> but you're right. If she if she get into the church, it, it ain't the problem getting in. It's when you sit in the pew and you're gonna be blocking everybody else's view because you got this big headdress behind you. Oh, that that's, ain't when, no that's difference when the old, in, uh... old church lady's gonna fight you. Church well, lady. Well, why the old church ladies be wearing them towering ass hats too? I know that's All why right. they're gonna fight you because you're trying to outdo them. <laughs> now you know what you, you can't right. outdo my hat. You can't out now fuck around with them evangelists, boy. You might get gutted. <laughs> there is not really a more ruthless bunch. Yeah, you try to come, you try to come shopping Jones, you about to find something out. <laughs> evangelists and first ladies do not fuck with them. They're mm, treacherous. Mm, mm. All right, listen, so i got another story for y'all. This has to do with supply chains and something that's uh, very near and dear to both of your hearts. So remember when the ship got stuck, was it the Panama Canal or the Suez Canal earlier this year? <laughs> Which one? And they were saying that it threatened the, uh, the global chain supply. They had to unstuck the ship, unstick the ship. I don't even know what the correct term for, but they freed the ship and the ship got on to where it's going. So now they're saying now with the pandemic that we're running out of, in the world, very basic supplies of things zippers, snaps, even Velcro, right? They're running short on this. Another thing that they're running short on, glass, specifically the glass that holds one of y'all's favorite beverages, bourbon, and they saying that there might be a bourbon supply shortage happening soon, right? (laughs) Overconsumption during the pandemic and now you know that stuff takes one year two years three years five 15 years to age they running out of it and even the stuff to bottle the new stuff so that they can get it aged to the proper taste for y'all t petty uh global supply chain and a possible bourbon shortage Uh uh-oh okay it took me a minute to uh pull myself together (laughs) I, no, she was she was running out to go buy some bourbon. That's what that was. Yeah, I was on I was on Drizzly. So I'm looking at my bourbon stash right now. It's in pretty good shape. But you know, when you get to the point like, hmm, I just opened one of my favorite pours. I need to go ahead and order me a bottle. So I'm gonna be gone for like the next week or 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. But you know what? My boy's gonna be here, staying here next week. So I'm just going to place a drizzly order and hope that he don't drink it all up by the time I come back home. <laughs> like, that's what's I, up. Whoo. Yeah. This, no, this, that, this, that, uh, that's going to be gone. You might as well count that, count on that too, Patty. What I have here the, will be gone. the boy I know, it's going to be gone. It's the boy you know. It's going to be gone because I'm, I'm going to be there helping <laughs> <laughs> you need rose bed and I drink up all my goddamn bourbon. I'm going to finally get to see your place. Yeah, I won't be here. I know. Which is fine. Will. My bourbon, all I know is when I come back home, I better still have some bourbon. I'm going to beat all y'all asses. Do not fuck with me. Now, in every Please in feel every, free to drink all you want, but do not leave me with empty bottles or it's 
we breaking up, all of us. Now, now in every trio, there's a tequila drinker. So one out of three, you know, uh, is going to be a tequila drinker. So I I'm got saying, tequila too. No, no, I'm just saying, don't blame the tequila it drinker don't matter. If you are, for drinking sir, up all the bourbon. If you are present during the commission of a felony, you are also guilty of said felony. Damn. I said, well, I, just I, want, said. I, I just want to say, t we already got a text chain, so... <laughs> I already, listen, I fully expect, all I'm saying is I better not come home to empty bottles. Uh, y'all, y'all asses getting beat and we are no longer brother and sister, period. Gotcha, 10-4. Drees, you've been uh, served like B2K, so, you know, <laughs> right? you've been so given your orders. Okay, I'll say this about the bourbon shortage, right? As long as it ain't no short, shortage of bourbon, if it's just a glass, we can work around it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what I can bring my old bottle to the distillery. <laughs> You remember them um, little glass beakers you have in like science class at the high school? Y'all gonna be putting that y'all gonna be putting that bourbon in them Ziploc bags like the motherfuckers that was trying to stock up on gas this summer. Right riding around in the trunk. Like bourbon in plastic bags. All kind of police smelling alcohol. Y'all ain't even had a sip. It's just rolling around in bags in the in the trunk. <laughs> no, the, the other part of that story that you mentioned was like there's no like buttons there's no zippers no velcro you know i don't think that has anything to do with the the shipping the supply line you know global supply line that's because people was not wearing regular pants everybody was doing drawstrings so nobody was making clothes with zippers buttons and and stuff like that because everybody was elastic and, and drawstring. So it just hasn't caught back up with that down downtime that we had in clothing. So I think it'll it'll ramp back up. So I don't think it was supply chain. Mm, 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 that's crazy. Now, the other thing is, is they saying that there's a shortage of truck drivers, right? A lot of truck drivers got off the road, got other employment during the pandemic. Bus and drivers. Bus drivers uh, for the kids. So Drees, uh, I saw the first week of school every day that week. It was a story that the kids got left at the bus stop. Or here's the other trick that they did. They eliminated the kids bus stop, the pickup point, and never told the parents. Have you had any problems with the school bus picking up the kids? So fortunately, we have not had a problem with our son, but definitely the stops around us. Um, the buses have been like super late or missing. So I've seen kids just be standing there and the parents have to come up and grab them and like take them to school. Uh, so it, it's definitely real. But when you think about the bus drivers, right, when a pandemic hit, you know, these transportation companies that have these big contracts with the district, they just like laid everybody off. It's like, all right, we're not we're not rolling. Bye. See you later. And then people, they left. And then they said, well, uh, I found something else. So I'm not coming back, right? Because you got to do something in between. And then the thing you got to think about, almost 100% of the people that you would be driving is unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're under 12, that's 100% that are unvaccinated. So not only did you lay them off and then support them through the pandemic and want them to come back, there's like, nope, we got something else. But even if they do come back, it's like, I got to drive around 30 unvaccinated people in a closed environment, that's like the opposite of what you should be doing during the pandemic. So yeah, that's I think that's why it's the shortage for bus drivers. 
Mm-hmm. T. Petty, not only the bus drivers, but these truck drivers, they trying to find people to haul these goods, services, well, not services, but goods and products around the country. They begging people. It's like every other commercial I hear, even on satellite radio to say, come on down, drive, get your CDL. You could drive today. I'm like, damn, we're going to have a problem trying to get uh, these goods and services, especially with winter coming now across the country. So I've been thinking about this, like it's like bus drivers and truck drivers and stuff, but you also see it even on like at fast food restaurants or even at like when you go out to eat, they're like, be patient. We are short staff, blah, blah, blah. People have figured out over the past 18 months that they have been, they don't want to risk life and limb for bullshit ass money for employers that don't give a fuck about them. So I don't blame them. They've gone off and found um, other things to do or um, they took the extended unemployment to figure out like what their next options would be good. It turns out that all the people are like, if you don't like minimum wage jobs, get a new fucking job. And now that they got a new fucking job, you got a problem with it? Oh shit! Sorry, that's over here on me. That's my bad. You got a you got a dog? No, that. <laughs> uh, yes. You get a dog. What the <laughs> hell? You know his job. I will tell y'all the end of that story dog. when we get off the phone. Yes, I have a dog. I don't believe you. Let me text your wife real quick because that sounds like some bullshit. <sighs> Cerberus is the dog's name. It's the three-headed oh hound that guards the gates of hell. Cerberus. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, people have decided they don't want to do these bullshit-ass jobs with this bullshit-ass money, and now everybody mad about it. Well, pay people an yeah, actual easy, easy an actual pay, living wage. Pay them more money, and maybe they would be willing to drive your badass kids to school. But for nine dollars an hour, they like kiss my ass. Don't blame them. Good for mm. them. Mm. Well, I hope that uh, the problem uh, comes to a head. And uh, you know, every truck driver got at least one out of state kid um, that they may you or know may what? not that have was told. Not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not have told their wife or you know, uh, common law yeah. wife about. So they better keep on um, driving to pay them. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking, baby. That's oh right. T. Petty, one of the goods that these truckers will be um, driving in will be, uh, how do we say, the red Apple phone, right? They said that they're going to come out with um, the version 13 of what I call the G phone. You want to know why I call it the G phone? Because it's going to cost you about a G to get one. They mm-hmm. have one. I know that you're a technological super whiz person. One with a one terabyte memory, right? Unless you're doing movies or making music videos. I don't know why you need a terabyte on a phone, but that's neither here nor there. The retail cost of the phone before Wait, you said one one terabyte. One I, I terabyte still, on the phone. I think I'm still on like the, the 16 gigabytes. Sir. Oh, no. no <laughs> sir, this no. is 2020. That's 2006-ish. <laughs> it's very 2006-ish. No, I can see why people would need that. There are a lot of people that don't have laptops at home or computers. You want to know what their phone is what they use. Yes. Do you want to know what the retail price of the one terabit phone is? $1,500. $1,699. I was close. That's a lot of bread. The G phone. T. 
T-Petty, you going to get a, you going to get a G phone? I am not. So I am an Apple enthusiast. So y'all know I have all my little devices, tablet, phone, watch, laptop, because I love how easily they all work together. It's like seamless. Cool. But I am not one of those people who feels like they have to go out and upgrade when the new stuff comes out. So I currently have a 10, 11. I have an 11. Okay. And, but you know, when new phones come out, they slow down. They start acting acting funny. So (laughs) (laughs) So I texted you yesterday. You didn't get my text. Like, I ain't get it, bro. So once it starts glitching enough, then I'll upgrade, but I'm not paying $1,700 for no fucking phone. That's a laptop. That's a that's two car payments. Yeah, so I'll um, get a. <laughs> I'll that's get a, a studio apartment rent. What can, I could do a lot. Yeah. That's that's seventeen to thirty four dollars of quality bourbon. Uh, that's I a, mean that's what, a couple of a couple of uh, small YSL or Louis Vuitton wallets. Perhaps that's, that's one Super Bowl ticket. I mean, you could yeah. do a lot of money with that. And I then mean, I the can tax. go out and buy a 65-inch TV for like $500. Listen, I got a 70-inch <laughs> TV that you could get for $500. You talk to me after this podcast because um, I got it like that. I could, I could hook you up, but that's... that's oh, good. Point. I'm in the market for I need a, I need a 55-inch TV. I think if I got went any bigger than that, it would be too big. Okay, okay. You'll I'm see not- when you're here next week. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll put something together. We'll make it work. I'll bring my tape measure and, um, you know, take a look and then we'll. And we'll, you know, the, you know, the brand of TV that I like, I only like one brand. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Well, we got, we got, we got a little something that, that, that might. Oh, you know work. what? That's right. Yeah. You have options. That's yeah, right. Yeah. You got options. You got options. So you, we'll talk about that. Now, look, yeah. I don't want y'all calling me on the Dirt <laughs> uh, podcast hotline talking about can I get the hook up for TV? It's only no. if you're a member of this podcast only. That's it. Family only. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Drees, um, I was going to ask you if your phone was slowing down, but. If you got the 16 <laughs> and it might be an iPhone 6, or is the number less than 10? Let's just say that. Well, yeah. So I got I got I got some phones that's less than less than 10. I think we got a six that's still in operation here in this house. We got a six. And and we mm-hmm. we stopped upgrading. Um, so I mine doesn't have numbers no more. I go to the standard edition. <laughs> they call it the SE. <laughs> Oh damn! <laughs> and an edition, they ain't got numbers. And you know, you know how I can tell my phone different when I when I'm um, around other people, because my phone just got one hole for the camera. <laughs> and them fancy phones, they had like four, five different round lenses. So I, that's why I can tell my phone is old, but it, it still works. Wow! Wow! Okay! Okay! Um, and you know, but I'm, I'm I'm glad they're coming out with the the terabyte that you called it because before. The only features they was adding was they was changing colors on the phones. Like I said, they would add more lenses for the camera, but it wasn't really worth an upgrade. It's like, what what are you upgrading for and what are you getting? But at least the terabyte sounds like that's interesting. I get more memory. I can hold, I guess, whatever. I don't know what you're trying to hold with a a terabyte of stuff, but at least it, it sounds functional and a reason to upgrade. 
Now, look, I did see the sky blue phone. I love that phone. I would like, I, I definitely want one, but not at these prices that they talking. Even if I uh, traded in my, uh, I think I got a 12. Even if I, or 11, 12, 12, I don't know. Anyway, even if I trade in my phone, they still going to want about a G after you put the payment plan on it and the protection and the tax. Then you got to get, and that's how they get you, right? You're going to need a new case. That's automatically $50. So they just might as well go on and say it's about $2,000 for this phone. That's a lot of money, bro. That's a lot of money. $2,000? But you know that people are going to, they're just going to pay monthly payments and get it anyway. So a $2,000 phone, but it's going to be, what, 50 bucks a month? They're going to get that? You're going to be paying for that for like 10 years. It don't matter. (laughs) They're going to get it. Because, because, you know, all these companies now have where you can upgrade every year. So they're just going to keep upgrading and never actually own, but just keep leasing these. Okay, so I I went and looked at my cell phone provider's site. The pre-order is available for the 13 Pro. For $33 a month. Oh, damn. The 13 $26.67. The 13 Mini, $23.33. Oh, now, okay. but the 13 Pro Max is $36.67 a month. People okay. going to do that all day, every day. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that they're making these phones bigger for the, uh, the generation, I don't know, Z crowd, because they don't have cable. And they don't right. have TVs. So their phone is their TV, essentially. I mean, I saw a thing where you could put a filter. It's like a little stand over your phone, and it blows it up to about the size of a 13-inch TV. So, you know, they got to have these phones. You try and separate your kids with that phone for eight hours, they get fidgety like Pookie uh, from <laughs> New Jack City. They calling me. They calling me. You be, mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, they just the kids, adults too. Yeah, that's true. Super fit. How often are uh, we looking at our phones? All we're looking at them all day, every day. And then the other thing is, Samsung came out with the flip phone. They got a flip phone now. I did. They came out with that. that BTS. That's the Korean uh, uh, K-pop boy band, which is like it's like Jesus to the K-pop fans. They came out with the commercial on the flip phone. I was like, they wow, did. the flip phone is back. I was like, it oh, is back. It is back. back. You know, I did kind of like, because like when you got pissed and wanted to hang up somebody, you could flip that phone closed like hard. <laughs> you don't get the same You don't get the same effect just pushing in. Stop yeah. playing on my phone. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, y'all, let's wrap it up. Uh, we're going to do a uh, final thought. We're going to do a prediction, a shout out, or flowers. Who wants to go first, T-Petty or Drees? I'll go first on this one. And this one, I got to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, my beautiful wife of 20 20 years. 20 years. So thank you for holding it down, for um, going on this life journey with me. I love you so much. Um, You've given me everything, giving me a family. Uh, You've given me love, support, all of that over those 20 years. So just want to say thank you and I love you. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you show no signs of being stabbed during your marriage or being shot by your spouse. So hats well, I ain't off saying to all that. I, I think you, I think we that. should move on from this, okay. this <laughs> line of conversation. Congratulations <laughs> to Mrs. Elbow. T Petty, prediction, shout out, final thoughts or flowers. So I also am giving flowers to uh 
Idris and Mrs. Idris on 20 years of marriage. Uh, that is quite the accomplishments. So kudos to my brother and sister on this reaching this milestone. Uh, y'all have built a thank beautiful you, life together. You. It's a beautiful thing to witness. So I love y'all. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, bro. Thank and you. I'm I'm gonna make it three for three. Uh September is the month for wedding anniversary. So myself, Mrs. Uh Nook and Adris and Mrs. Dries, we all uh so in fact, one time, bro. For one of our anniversaries, we all went to a swanky ass restaurant that had like sexual graffiti in the restroom, in the men's restroom. But that's another, it's another <laughs> story. Sexual no, graffiti. No, you took a turn on that one. That was like wow. was nice and sweet <laughs> yeah. and wonderful. And he went out a dark corner. He went it was. He went straight to hell. It was a great and wonderful dinner, but it was some weird. Um, it was like paintings in the men's room. I don't know what they have in the ladies' room, but. It was some weird stuff. No, they, there, put, but they hang weird stuff in men's room, in men's restrooms. And exactly. it's like, I don't know what to do with this, putting it in the men's bathroom. Exactly, exactly. Weird stuff. But it was a great and wonderful um, anniversary dinner that we had a couple of moons ago. In fact, that was uh, the year that I had my uh, knee surgery. And uh, in fact, Idris and his wife, they sort of like Jesus. They came and visited me in the hospital. I was high as hell on morphine. And I just saw the shadows of them, but uh, I remember that they came and saw me. And then a few weeks you later, you was on that juice. <coughs> I was, excuse me, I was on that juice. He's on that drip. narcotic. Woo, that drippity drip drip. I was like, yeah, boy. Anyway, I don't know how people could function being on that, but that's neat to hear over there. Y'all came and saw me. And then a few weeks later, we went on a wonderful uh, anniversary dinner. So uh, we definitely want to uh, thank y'all for all y'all uh, years of love and support and Man, y'all are the happiest couple, man. Um, you know, I just I just love y'all and y'all inspiration. So y'all got 20 years in the game. Uh, me and Mrs. Nook got 15 in the game. And T Petty, you part of our extended family, and you've been here for all the laughs and all the jokes. So this podcast is just not a podcast. This is family, and we love each other. So I just want that to end on the positive note all about love and family and family. Because, you know, all family ain't blood, right? I mean, I'm just saying so. That is true. Uh, the, family, the family this, you make. The family we chose. This is That's a right. true fact. That's right. So you got to hold your, your loved ones close during this or any other time. That's right. Well, well uh, that's about it. As I have on this uh, Sunday uh, taping, man, um, I got nothing else. I mean, you know, y'all good? We out of here? Y'all, anything I missed? Listen, I'm serious. We need to do that digital gumbo spades tournament. And y'all, like, you know, when I play spades, I'm, I am I go bananas. So we, we got to do that. We got to host the digital gumbo spades tournament. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going we gonna to write that down. T. Petty, uh, you got thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll have to talk about that off air. We have to talk about that off air and see, uh, see if that comes uh, to fruition. But uh, T. Petty, safe travels. Um, hope to see you soon. Thank you. Drees, saw you soon. Go see you sooner, uh, you know, next week. And you better uh, stock up on bourbon before you leave. Yeah, double drizzly order, especially yeah, the tequila. Don't get don't do not get your ass beat. Oh, your tequila choice is here. Actually, I think I have an open bottle and, and I do. I have a spare bottle. Actually, all the nookie reader ingredients are here. That's what's up. I, I appreciate it. Man. Just don't destroy Ooh, my you, place. You know, you know now if we if we congregate there, 
we ain't actually got to leave. We can probably just you can have some uh, two nookie readers because we, yeah. we can just sleep it off. Yeah, I was gonna say I became a little bit of a lightweight during the pandemic, but I'll start with one and then see where it goes from there. Oh Lord, you know what? Let me go ahead and put y'all on the list as an authorized guest because otherwise y'all asses ain't getting up, ain't getting up here. Thank you, T. Banning. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> that. There we go. Before we all leave hey, out. Hey, Hey, look, did we tell anybody that T Pandy like apartment? It got lighted hallways. So it's like you walking down a mute in a music video when you go down. Well, that is not that's not true anymore. That's what? the they old took place. the lights out. I don't know. That's, that's the old place. Oh, that's the old place. That's right. You got the yeah. new place. Yeah. yeah. Now, right. the, old, the old place here, the hallway was like Hype Williams. Uh yeah, like, it did kind of look like a Diddy video. <laughs> like yeah, like uh <laughs> No money, more problems, and uh, the shiny suits and shit. And you just, and action, you take that one terabit iPhone and make you an Academy Award. <laughs> well, y'all stuff. let me know what y'all think about the new place, if it's up to y'all standards. Absolutely. We'll be giving, we'll be giving a full review like we on Zillow or some shit. <laughs> Housekeeping item before we leave, the Digital Gumbo Podcast feedback hotline is open 234-804-8626. Uh, 234-804-8626. Why can't I remember 10 numbers? I, it's, I don't know what the deal is. Sorry. 804, no, 23, shit. Again, the mistakes come in the wow. first minute. 234. 804-804-8626. 234-804-8626. Digital Gumbo Hotline. Let us know what you think about the spades, the phone, anything else we talked about on this podcast. And remember, Digital Gumbo Podcast is on all platforms all the time. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. If you missed episode 60, that's the T-Petty Takeover. You need to do some homework and uh, rewind that and uh, check out all our episodes. One love. We out? We out. All right, y'all. One love. Peace. We out. Bye, y'all. Peace. Don't drink all my goddamn bourbon. Bye. <laughs> 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 Oh,